Welcome to the Creative People Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Parfit, and I'll be having honest conversations with people from the creative industry to gain insight into their profession. My guest for today's episode is Jim Lawton, a songwriter, producer, and lead singer of the band Electric Enemy. I want to say congratulations on your latest single. Thank you very much. Cheers. It, it's quite powerful, isn't it? I think loads of people can probably gain different interpretations of the song but like what does it mean to you oh wow yeah uh basically so i wrote it when uh, i wrote it a few years ago actually um and basically the band had just come back from playing a festival in brighton and um the following day i had like an hour before i needed to kind of so i got back and then needed to go out again and I just sat down and I just kind of thought about all of the things in the world that were kind of annoying me and were making me kind of feel very irritated, which I think is uh, very much so a thing that a lot of people are feeling at the moment, that kind of feeling of yeah. all of these terrible things are happening. and I feel completely and utterly powerless to do anything about it. You know, like we'll sign the petitions, we'll do that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it seems like the same um, can I swear the same bastards keep on getting in charge <laughs> do you know what I mean they keep on getting into power and uh, so it was just basically a stream of consciousness rant about all sorts of different things yeah so yeah 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 well I think art is probably the best way to like let your voice like <laughs> speak to people and music is definitely a very powerful voice. Like, how did you get into like music, really? Where did it all start? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, oh, that's a good question. Oh, it's just going back, <laughs> back in the annals of time. Because obviously I'm only 15 years old now, so I just uh, <laughs> look back a few years. Um, I just always loved music as a kid. The first musical like memory I have is, I don't know why we had like salt and pepper shakers in the car. But I just remember listening to the Beatles. I think it was Love Me Do or something like that. Yeah. Uh, just because, yeah, in the car with my family, it was always uh, Motown blues, um, Beatles, Beach Boys, nice. all, all of all of the great stuff. Um, and yeah, I just remember listening to it and kind of like bouncing around and kind of thinking, oh, it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> and uh, before I could even think what was cool or not. And um, so, yeah, so there was that and that kind of, began a whole process of love of music like I was into everything from like the rap pack to hip-hop to Chinese classical music at one point um just I just love music so it just yeah. uh, it just keeps on building and I'm, I'm I've got my Spotify in front of me and I, I've got no idea how many playlists I've got like I, <laughs> I'm still scrolling and fast it's just stopped so yeah that's that's a yeah. lot of like <laughs> how about you like what, what what about music is kind of oh wow yeah no my mom's a piano teacher so like I've always grown up with a lot of music and then my dad um uh, he played a lot of music like actually my parents met and um, in a church they were playing like music together so like oh, wow. music is like in my family <laughs> nice yeah so yeah we all we all play I've got three brothers and we like play all together we'll play like guitar uh, oh, bass so cool. drums and yeah it's, it's fun fun life so I love I love music 
Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, my family as well. Well, my parents completely non-musical. Uh, I mean, like they like obviously they like music. Um, well, I have. Have you met people who don't like music? I've met. I think I've met two. Who just you know when you actually you kind of say, oh, so what? What are you into? And you kind of take it for granted. And then and then they just respond to, I don't really like music. <laughs> I can't imagine that. I'm sorry. The first time that happened, I was, That's... I was on the Eurostar, just to Paris. I was just sat next to this guy and he seemed, he seemed all right. And I'm sure he was all right. He's a perfectly <laughs> normal guy. I'm sure there's a perfectly normal reason why people don't like music. But when I say it out loud, I just don't get it. It doesn't sound... I, mean, I think everybody can like something. Maybe he, they didn't realise what they like. Maybe they just haven't found it yet. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I think that a lot of parents can actually ruin the love of performing music for sure for kids yeah. with the kind of academic, you're going to learn how to play the piano. Oh, yeah. I hated that. I hated yeah. that. And uh, that's why in the end, I, I just taught myself. So when I was like, third, uh, even before that, I started doing the drums and then um, kind of started on pots and pans. And then luckily they got me a kit. Oh, and nice. then, um and then, yeah, when I was 13, I just taught myself the guitar over the holiday. And, and yeah, that was it, really. Just after that, I was like, band. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Because I was always into poetry and stuff before, which mm, is why yeah. maybe lyrics are still quite important to me. Um, but, yeah, just putting that to that was really cool. And then many bands ensued with terrible, terrible names until we eventually... <laughs> Mind Until, giving you know, us a few? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't think I can. It's too yeah. embarrassing. Well, yeah. News were rocket baby dolls, so you know. I think that's <laughs> rocket baby dolls. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It brings on interesting feelings. I mean, yeah. But... What kind of music would that even be? Rocket baby doll. Kind of sounds more like a, an aeronautical scientific center, just yeah. like a really weird one and a very specific one. I think they were playing like loads of goth kind of inspired stuff, and though it's interesting. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm into that. I'm into yeah. that. It's good, good to try some new stuff. But how, how did Electric Enemy start? So, prior to being Electric Enemy, we were called something else. <laughs> um, but we, uh, and we'd be going nameless. for a, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some people know it, but like we were called um, yeah. Duke of Wolves back then. Okay. And um, naturally, there's only so far you can go when your band name sounds like a pub. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd like to think it'd be a good pub, at least. So I do look yeah. back on it somewhat romantically. But, you know, I mean, so we, we, we got ourselves to a level and stuff, but then we met our management, got signed up. Um, and they presented some very kind of genuine questions to us about just kind of like uh, where we wanted to be. And then as soon as the kind of idea and the kind of dream of where we wanted to be kind of started to get bigger and we started to realize quite how big it was, we realized that, you know, the name of a gastro pub just off the M25 might not be the most international name in the world. Yeah. Whereas electric enemy kind of, I think most languages have the word electric. So that's already yeah. easy. 
it's just it, for us it needed to be something accessible and something mm. pronounceable obviously yeah um, and memorable as well well yeah that's great and it's kind of I think that band names kind of only they only become good once the band have released a few songs because I don't mm. think that any band has ever gone like yeah it's a great name maybe Queens of the Stone Age I think that's maybe one of the best names ever yeah uh, actually Josh Hummy is really good at naming bands like um what's the other one them crooked vultures nice <laughs> even just the choice of them rather than the crooked vultures just really yeah cool. um but yeah yeah we, we wanted something accessible and something memorable as you say and something with a bit of meaning it's meant to kind of be just the idea of kind of the the world in which we live in being very kind of uh, iPhone and technology centric, which isn't necessarily such a bad thing because obviously it helps us communicate. And what with uh, what's going on in Afghanistan at the moment, for example, it's kind of yeah. through these iPhones and through these bits of technology that people are actually able to learn the real news from the people who are actually there rather than, you know, obviously whatever's presented to us. Exactly. Um, and, but I mean, yeah, that's a rabbit hole, so I'll stay away from that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just kind of some kind of very loose anti-establishment idea is meant to be behind the name. Like, mm. uh, but you know, we want we want everyone to be electric en- enemies in one way or another. So yeah, it's good, and I love I love the sound you guys make. It like what what inspirations did you get from? For that is I think it's quite distinctive now like I listen to your songs and I'm like yeah I understand this is electric enemy <laughs> oh brilliant okay well that's what well, we're doing something right then so that's really you good are. um yeah I think it just comes from the kind of cocktail of music that we've all been exposed to as a band um and just kind of everything that yeah everything that we love really and it's kind of mm. A lot of bands, and there's nothing against these bands because I think that there's something very pure to kind of just recording guitars and drums and kind of leaving it at that, like the very analog setup. But we just want to explore and we just want to get kind of bigger and weirder and kind of just cross every potential avenue kind of off. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the sound, it's, it's vast. I mean, we get compared a lot to Queens of the Stone Age and Muse and... Um, Rage Against the Machine sometimes in terms of uh, the riffs. I definitely can't sing like Zach De La Rocha or Scream. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, Foo Fighters and stuff like that as well, which is obviously, these are all the bands that we love. So yeah. that's pretty good. But I think hopefully it's not a sound, and I don't think it's a sound which is kind of ripping anyone off by any means. No. I don't but, think you sound exactly the same as like any other band. Like you are unique yeah. in your own sound. So, you know, you, no, you guys yeah, are cheers. <laughs> It's like, what, what is original anymore anyway? I exactly. guess it's kind of, it really has all been done. Um, yeah. But, but we're going to do the one thing that hasn't. So there you go. I'm planting my flag in that. Oh, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you I, don't, looking I don't even know what it is yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Well, <laughs> experiment. Stick some dubstep in there. <laughs> I think we might have done at one point. Well, no, we've got um, lots of like other inspirations and stuff. I mean, like Tom sometimes uses like trap beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of like you can take a lot of inspiration from the production of other genres as well. So like in the past kind of, I think rock, like you would have the, the vocal kind of in the mix of the guitars and the drums and everything, and it would kind of all sound there. But what's been happening more and more is it's all been sounding a lot more hip hop. Like mm. the if you listen to a modern rock song through your uh, your portable device, um, you should, if it's mixed well and in a modern way, be able to hear the kick really clearly and the riff and the vocal. And that's kind of like the main thing to get across because yeah. now more and more people are actually listening on their phones. And, you know, you can be the purist, just like, oh, yeah, but it's you know, rock and roll, man. But it's just, <laughs> you have to move with the times. Otherwise, people are just yeah. like, yeah, rock and roll isn't dead. It's just like, yeah, but you're dragging it down into like a watery grave. Let it go. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Sorry, well, that might have been too loud for the microphone. But no, yeah, that's fine. Like... I hope I'm not shouting into here. <laughs> no, no, I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good. Yeah, no, I think it is right. You do have to move on um, because people are experiencing new things different new kind of arts and stuff like you do have to adapt yeah for sure but you don't have to like change yourself but no 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 of course of course like I mean in terms of the songs anyway it's just if something can start on an acoustic guitar or an acoustic instrument and it's just vocal and accompaniment to begin with for the most part there are some exceptions to the rule but if you can do that play the whole song, lyrics completely bare, melody completely bare, just the basic chords, and you can play it to um, your band or to someone without stopping halfway through and without thinking, oh, yeah, okay, well, you, you get the idea for the rest. Then yeah. that means it's it's just going to be a good song. And it's just, yeah. it doesn't matter how you dress it up. Exactly. I mean, again, within reason, like, you know. Yeah, I'm I sure think there that, are a few exceptions, but for yeah. most most of the time for the most part for the most part for sure i'm so sorry i think i've gone over over the time oh, no, it's, it's cool it's cool yeah, yeah one more question which is like what advice would you give to aspiring like musicians who want to start their own band and that kind of thing um i would say don't ex- there's, there's going to be a lot of don'ts so just that's fine basically <laughs> don't expect to just write a song um in a group and go to a gig venue, play the song and then get signed. Don't expect that. That doesn't happen anymore. Like just, it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> don't expect that. Um, don't be too proud. Um, make sure that if you do have an ego, you keep it only on stage. Um, learn how to communicate because if you are in a band, for example, it's literally, you are in a relationship with other people. So in the same way as in a relationship, the most important things are being able to be a good teacher and being able to be a good student. So yeah. without, so be a teacher without being like a dictator and be a student without kind of being like, oh, yeah, but uh, so stupid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So kind of yeah. all of that stuff work really hard. It's not just about the music anymore. You yeah. need to get everything sorted. You need to make sure that you're reaching people because if you think that the music is just going to carry you through, you could literally be the best musician in the world, but that's just not going to do it. It's not going to do it, but <laughs> there is room for everyone. Don't see it as a competition. I, I, I used to fall into that trap all the time. 
of um, seeing other bands who were succeeding and kind of being like, oh, that should be us. It's not, it's not what it is. There is literally room for everyone. Uh, but so many songs are uploaded on digital streaming platforms every day. Why should you get it? Because there are going to be people with just as good music as you or better music than you. Um, and ultimately, what else can you do which is going to set you apart? Like at the same time as being true to yourself, because going down the avenue of just, oh, let's uh, let's do something fake. It's people are really smart and they're going to know. So, but yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's something. No, honestly, it's, it can be, it's the toughest industry, maybe mm-hmm. apart from acting, my partner's an actress um yeah. and a singer and a stunt she's she does oh, everything wow. <laughs> uh violet verigo um nice. but, but oh, the <laughs> yeah it's the toughest industry out there apart from acting maybe but it is the toughest creative creative industry i should say because uh, obviously there are harder jobs out there much harder jobs um but it can be the most rewarding because if mm. you literally are working yourself into an early grave and it seems like everyone is saying no and everyone's saying no and then all of a sudden you find yourself on like the main stage of the Isle of Wight festival looking out and playing your songs and a couple of people know the words it's kind of like yeah yeah all of that was worth it that was definitely definitely worth it and also just the last bit of advice sorry um (laughs) make sure that you look up in the moment don't keep on chasing the next thing definitely keep on going for the next thing but while you are achieving things, look up, take note of them and make sure that you're present in that moment. Because otherwise, lots of good things will happen to you. You won't realize. And then you're just going to be exhausted and think, why didn't I appreciate that at the time? Yeah. So look up and enjoy the situation as it's happening, because mm. these are the good old days that you're living now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creative People Podcast with your host, me, Naomi Parfit. Just a little something to add, Electric Enemy are starting a residency at Folklore in Huxton every fortnight, so on the 7th and the 21st of September, they'll be playing with some of their favourite bands in a small, intimate venue. I'll put details in the description, and make sure to give them a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Electric Enemy to find out more. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe.